0: Tom's living for you from Old Heart Radio. Prepare to have your bones chilled and your hairs raised. It's the Whack Arnold Brothers Podcast. Welcome home whoa he figured it out the technological miracle (laughs) that is (laughs) for somebody who leans on tech as much as uh (laughs) as much as i do (laughs) i'm bad with it man you told me to slurp (laughs) i (laughs) 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 did. nothing like that morning cup man (laughs) This obviously is another episode of the Whack Arnold Brothers. Uh, this is episode thirty-six. We're yes. getting closer to another special episode. If you yes, keep we are listening. Yes, uh, we are, and we have a, a bit of a fucking wild card movie. If you ask yeah. me, this week. yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, like, I I was sold on this movie under the 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 guys that like the person, it was like a scream situation where like, you know, Samuel L. Jackson's name is on the movie and and you know, he's on the cover and like instead of, you know, it's like Drew, he's the Drew Barrymore like of this movie. a bait switch,
1: yeah. <laughs> he's only in it for like three scenes in the very beginning. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, it's like kaput. He's he's in and out.
1: Well, I guess there's like a scene near the end with a minute, but yeah, he's in it for like maybe a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's totally it's so like they yeah they they tricked you with that one but it's also like interesting because uh it's a trauma movie yeah i I
0: didn't realize that when i when looking at it either i was like oh but as soon as you start the movie lloyd kaufman's name pops uh, right up (laughs)
1: have have, have i ever told you the story of um how uh Toxic Avenger like traumatized me as a kid. No. (laughs) Okay. So I was probably like seven or eight, you know, I, I like Terminator two was my favorite movie. I'd seen like aliens and, 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 and and predator. Oh yeah. Um, so I, you know, but I hadn't seen like crazy horror, like the, uh, like Toxic Avenger was. So, um, for anyone that doesn't know, it's like a really gruesome, uh, Brutal movie. There's characters in the movie that like uh, have this little club where they get off on running over children. There's like obviously yeah. an, an unfortunate rape scene. There's it's just it's it's, it's not like a, a um, it, it, it's a gruesome movie, but yeah, somehow it spawned a um a, a really lighthearted uh, animated children's show. And also spawned right. um, an action figure <laughs> right. line, which I had some of those figures and watched the animated show. So anyway, my parents were pretty loose with like what I could rent, and one weekend I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like I found the Toxic Avenger. I was like, "Oh, cool!" And I like I, I watched it. I got like halfway through it, and it just like for some reason just terrified me and I, and traumatized me, and I just shut it off and. I remember that was the first time that a movie like did that to me, and um, yeah. I stayed away from horror for a little bit until like a couple years later when I got back into it. Like uh, how we talked about watching yeah. uh, Monster Vision, but anyway, like year a couple probably like ten years ago, I watched it again just to get over that, and I realized how ridiculous of a movie it is. But like I said, it does have some fucked up shit in it
0: yeah well from like a you know a, a more childlike perspective like a younger perspective like seeing some of that it would freak you out because yeah. it doesn't matter how like uh campy it might look or anything like that as an adult like or like weird as an adult like as a kid you you, don't, you process all that so differently so it's like it's true it's a good way to look at it you know it's like yeah well that's it's like what was it the uh i used to get terrified this is so stupid but i used to like when i first saw brendan Fraser's the mummy Like the, <laughs> okay like the opening sequence where like all that like they're in ancient egypt and Imhotep gets like thrown to the fucking like he gets mummified and shit like that mm-hmm. like that whole sequence like fucking like scared the bejeebus out of me for some reason i don't okay. even think i don't even think i'm at a good I, that's probably i was I was probably at too old of an age to be scared by that. Now that I'm saying it, <laughs> but it kept okay. me up at night. Either way, like when you're younger, my point is like you just you you just have a tendency to just get spooked by the the things. It's true that you don't as an adult. But but Toxic Avenger, you're I completely forgot that that spawned yeah uh, a it's fucking ridiculous. like all that shit like mm-hmm. and it became it became like probably the the mainstay for you know the universe of movies of this movie takes place in
1: yeah it's it's definitely the like trauma mascot for sure you know what and i mean like, the reason that lloyd kaufman you know has whatever money he has essentially <laughs> yeah <laughs> but this uh, one is not the toxic avenger no it's, this uh, it, this one's interesting in a way Death, like, as the title says it's called Death. By, not death death by temptation yeah. yeah it's more of like an urban you know it's african-american centered um yeah and you know there were some movies like that in the 90s like in the later 90s there was uh, tales from the hood which is amazing
0: oh yeah and when they finally they finally re- like did a tales from the hood too like not that long ago right
1: right or a third one too, I believe too. But uh, oh, and a third one. Shit. One of the one of the cine- cinematographers on this movie, his name is Ernest Dickerson. Um, he directed Bones, which was another. Oh. Like a, but he also directed Demon Night, which is uh, a Tales from the Crypt movie. It's I love Demon Night. It's a great movie.
0: I mean, it's probably like one of the quintessential Tales from the Crypt, you mm-hmm. know, pieces to to watch really.
1: But I, that's, I I that's love how sorry i didn't mean to cut you off it is interesting but i love how the person that directed this movie i'd never heard of him before but uh james bond the third but not only did he direct the movie but he's one of the main characters joel um
0: yeah his name's all over this movie like you know know, we always like talk about the credits and and in this movie like so so front center you get that lloyd kaufman shout out but then like almost every other page in the credits you see james bond the third's name on
1: it like he de- <laughs> I don't even, like who the hell is this
0: guy i have no idea and you know like even even so far as like at, at the end there's this like dedication and it's kind of sweet i'm not trying to make fun of yeah. it too hard but it's like no, it, no it's like it's like he lists like a dedication to uh his father and maybe his like brother and it's like james bond james bond the second james bond the third Mm -hmm. (laughs) i noticed that yeah like he keeps seeing the phrase james bond like all over (laughs) anyway he does he plays he plays the one of the main characters joel in this movie Mm -hmm. the soft spoken joel yeah (laughs) he,
1: he, he actually i'm gonna admit something he actually did such a good job with the character where um there's a scene later in the movie where he's like upset and starts crying and it almost made me start crying
0: oh shout out (laughs) (laughs) like it
1: was that good of a like anyway
0: yeah so i mean this this movie does it it has a particular feel there's some really interesting like kind of like uh like shots in the movie you know uh i guess cinematography wise there's there's some cool angles that they capture and what it was kind of surprising um but the 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 acting and the plot leave a little something to be desired. I'd say in some departments, fair, there's a the few characters that kind of stand out, but the, there's just some like over the topness that really kind of seeps mm-hmm. into to this movie, which I fucking loved. Like even so far as like the one of the first characters you meet, that like the the bartender dude, the mustachioed the bartender, first bartender, yeah, bartender one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the first conversation you hear of him he's like talking oh, to some man. like old flame and he's like just get the abortion man what's the minute?
1: it's fucked up yeah he's like <laughs> he's like what the fuck yeah it's like the first thing you hear and he's like you, you send me the." he's like you send me the bill baby the check will be in the mail or something <laughs> Yeah, like dude. That. he's <laughs> like i'm good for it you know kind of guy <laughs> and, and then just like instantly calls another girl yeah, <laughs> like so shit.
0: This guy—he's like a he's playboy. This, of yeah, some playboy bartender who's like a Lionel Richie knockoff. Like he's like he's trying to cop that look, you know, to get the ladies. You can tell, but yeah. he, he. So you quickly get introduced from from him to um, this other character who's who you'll see throughout.
1: You don't really yes. catch
0: her name until later on in the movie.
1: Yeah, she's just called the temptress
0: the temptress <laughs> i
1: don't think they ever say like her actual real name they just refer to her as the temptress and then later we learn that her like demonic name is temptation but... yeah yeah she's like the, yeah exactly she's yeah we don't temptation. know her name but she's obviously <laughs> um, this you know really pretty woman you know what i mean yeah
0: they have that like uh you know the classic like let me light your cigarette moment interact right. and then she like it, you know basically just tries to tries to pick up the guy and she you know invites him over to uh
1: mm-hmm.
0: to her place for her to pour
1: him a drink. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's against house rules for her to buy him a drink. So she wants to go to her place where uh, there are no house rules as she puts it. There. <laughs> so which would be tempting, you know? It
0: I mean. would it uh, yeah, exactly. Temptations there. Um so anyway so you, you kind of cut to like i suppose like the next day maybe right right. right
1: that's presumably
0: it, yeah yeah like th- they really do a good job of telling you that later but the but right. as part of the movie in this part of the movie, you just gotta like, pick it up with like the the bartender now and some fresh duds, this like bright red blazer. Mm. And like, there's just this like overpowering, just hip hop song playing. It's dope. Oh, I didn't catch the name of the song, but it, it's it, one of the things that's kind of awesome about this sound, about this movie is the soundtrack. Kind of like it, and there's some moments where the music really plays a, a, a role, if you ask me. Yeah, it's true but anyway so he kind of like walks into this open the doors like like wide, not wide open he just it's unlocked he walks into this like dusty looking kind of fancy I know, place right? and he goes like up this winding staircase and just sort of and you know announces his presence and she invites him into the room mm-hmm. oh it's
1: all There's just candles so- lit everywhere like yeah it's a creepy looking place like that'd be my first red flag like, yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i'd be like why is everything dark and dusty down there and then this like weird den kind of room is like right up here you know you well, have then, all these like, can't oh
1: yeah and then the second red flag is like he notices that uh there's a mirror that's covered like yeah <laughs> he's like why is this mirror covered
0: yeah exactly <laughs> he like peeks his head at it like looks around like what the what yeah. And then, and then like the, I love the, I love the bed in the center of the room. It's so, um, it's so just like over the top, romantic, you know, like kind of vibe. And then it gets, it gets, it gets passionate pretty quick here. I'll say. Yeah.
1: I love the, like, he like hops on her bed and he's like, you can tell a lot about a woman by her bed and. I forget the line but he goes <laughs> off about like something like, uh, and I can tell b- by yours that you're a freakazoid, ready to jump my bones because I got the key to your pleasure or something like that. It's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's There's over so the top. So many
0: fucking good lines in this movie. <laughs> and so they do, you know. They start, they start intertwining slowly but surely, kind of getting each other's. Uh, clothes off well mostly his clothes are coming mostly off his, she's kind yeah. of just in like this like top like towel, towelish looking setup you know uh, anyway uh, th- at one point she like wraps his belt around her neck and like leads him to the back room and then you mm-hmm. kind of hop into them having a shower and you know getting all friendly <laughs> and and, and uh, you know soaked up in the shower if you will yeah but quickly that does not the water the that starts flowing and it starts like it's a cool shot, kind of it, like mm-hmm. turns. It just starts turning to blood. Yeah, it's cool. Thing, you know, like they're just getting blood poured right on him. He's just like, what, what, what? You know, slowly you know, and all of a sudden, just freaking out. Like, and mm-hmm. the dude, this is the probably one of the the just like this moment in the movie was just so great because it was so early on the dude hanging fucking dong yeah just goes, he's hanging down. just goes <laughs> bolting out of the room and just like trying to escape and like the you know presumably you see you know the the lady or whatever she is at this point like mm-hmm. f- like runs up on him and then from outside the door you see like you basically just hear the sounds of her like feeding on him and shit
1: yeah like, and the blood starts like pooling out from the bottom of the door. That was, yeah. a, like you said, there's some cool shots in this movie, and that was one of them. I know. But yeah, I, I was surprised by it. I was just like, "Whoa!" It's hilarious what you just because I was literally, if literally, going to say the dude hangs Dong. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah. I've, I've been, re, I've been rewatching Always Sunny, so that made me think. Oh of that. yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he that guy has nothing to be ashamed about
0: he's hanging down he's hanging out man but
1: yeah so anyway he's he long story short he's dead like we said there's the cool shot of the the blood uh pooling under um the door yeah, and then uh and then we get the title card and it we get a title card that says uh we jump to North Carolina here
0: yeah
1: and this is what we're talking about with like these brief scenes of Samuel Jackson because we see that um you know these are obviously in the past they don't tell you that but he's a minister um he's given a sermon about temptation we see a young there's only one kid sitting one person sitting in the pews it's such a and, weird setup <laughs> yeah. and we learn later that you know that's uh his son joel but um while he's giving this sermon we start to see like this demonic figure dressed in black like pop up out of nowhere and start to walk up on the child yeah, And then it's like cuts to the scene of the minister talking with the boy and he's like, you gotta go live with your grandma now. And then <laughs> yes. it cuts. Yeah, then it's just weird how these, these scenes right here just cut real quick. Then it cuts to a yep. scene of him and his wife driving um, and they happen upon the same figure in black which causes them to crash their car.
0: Yeah. And, just, and then you see that awesome shot of like kind of the aftermath. Mm-hmm. you know jackson's like dripping in blood and so you kind of get the acknowledgement like they're both dead right
1: yeah 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 but yeah like that and that's just it that's he, those quick scenes and then there's one real quick one in the end of the movie and that's all that he's in it for
0: that's what i mean man i feel i feel like you know they they were selling me on something they didn't deliver on a little you bit. know
1: it was another good example of this and we're talking about um you know black cinema there's this fucking 90s awful it's an awful awful comedy it's called fat beach spelled p-h-a-t fat beach <laughs> and uh there's like the reason me and my friends watched it one day like years ago is it like we thought it'd just be like like this is when i was still smoking pods. So it was like oh this would be something funny to watch It's because it was there uh on the cover was like Oh, featuring Coolio, and Coolio is going to be in this movie. He's literally <laughs> in one scene for, like, 30 seconds and that's it. And I'm, I remember being so furious, so that reminds me of that, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> It's a burn. It's a bit of a burn, but to, it, it, admittedly, you know, this is, like, before samuel jackson really got like this role was oh, before yeah. he got like famous like this is this role was before pulp fiction you know what yeah, i mean
1: it's not his first role but it's probably like his third or fourth something like that so it's not yeah
0: no I, one of his earliest roles i think also was in coming to america mm. uh, with eddie murphy he plays like the okay. Duke robin like the uh <laughs> what is it hmm. like what's the name of the burger shack
1: it's been a while
0: <laughs> anyway yeah yeah uh, anyway, so yeah, so it, you wait, you you basically like cut from this uh, to the you know the introduction of the character Joel, who like wakes up from a dream, like this yeah. dreams presumably, right? Yeah. yeah. And you find out that he's still living with his grandma.
1: Yeah, she um, raised him.
0: Yeah. And, yeah,
1: Because and uh, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it just has like you said, it's just these clips of these scenes, and it's her talking explaining that. She raised him since she's a kid and that he's about to, uh, he's about to, after this summer, he will have completed his evangelistic training (laughs) to to, to become a minister. And then they have this like, she has this chop some philosophy on him where uh, she mentions that when you're close to reaching a goal, you'll be at a crossroads. And have to look both ways to figure out what you want or something yeah.
0: like yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know classic sage wisdom kind of stuff right right you'll, you'll have to you'll be at a crossroads and one way or another man you'll have to go you know go through it Pick it's, it's good go. she does i will say this the the actress that plays the grandma in this scene kept like you can tell she kept kind of side-eyeing the camera
1: yeah for sure
0: you know what i mean and i couldn't i I kept wondering if if the actress was was reading off a card at times because almost because like she kept like glancing like that possibly you know uh it's possibly so anyway you kind of yeah that kind of sets you up for like you get some basic like history of joel's character a little bit yeah a little bit so you know, then it then it kind of goes uh, from there to like the back to the bar, which yes, right. And you, <laughs> is this the first time you get introduced to the character Dougie?
1: Yes, and it's, <laughs> um, I love I love like all these reoccurring jokes that like Dougie's character has throughout the movie. Dougie just can't <laughs>
0: catch a fucking break. Yeah, <laughs> it's like
1: we get the first of many like where he's talking to a, like a woman at a bar and exaggerating this crazy story about what he does yeah he's like and, trying to uh,
0: pick up this shit this lady and he's like this this one's fucking the first one was just great though <laughs> 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 he's like boasting about like I'm a martial artist. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, um, from what you can gather, Dougie's t- trying to pick up these lady- this lady by telling her he's a martial artist who's about to fly out to go work on a movie with Bruce Lee who turns out is not dead. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. There's also like one, there's one later where he, where he says he's like a, uh, where he's like a, a um, essentially, like a, a NASCAR driver. Or oh something. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you catch who the actor is, though? Oh
0: my god, I've seen him in a million things. He's Radio Rahi, uh, Rahim from fucking uh...
1: shit. What's, Bill, what's, yeah, yeah. What's his name? His, Bill Nunn. He's in a bunch of Spike Lee stuff. Um, he's also plays uh, what I recognize him the most from, just because I didn't see a lot of those movies when I was younger. But I recognize him as playing Robbie Robertson in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, He's buddy. He's not a menace.
0: That's right. <laughs> That's
1: right. That is him. Holy shit. I love,
0: I, I love that they... I remember just, like, seeing him and, like... You see him in the first movie and he doesn't really do, you know, say anything I think. And then in the second movie he finally gets that line, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not a menace. Yeah, it's so it's, great.
0: And it was just always cool cuz like if you ever watched the 90s fucking cartoon, like that character was like a like a mainstay kind of like on Peter's side character. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's fucking rad. I didn't I didn't put that together.
1: But yeah, uh, we get we get briefly introduced to him and he gets yeah turned down by this woman and actually he actually gets called out by another woman who's like he told me he was a surgeon yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then and then
0: he goes yeah I'm a, I'm a, a kung fu surgeon <laughs> It's fucking well, anyway, ridiculous. Like, like you could, like, you, we could talk about Dougie for a while, but okay. <laughs> like, we'll talk about him again. Uh, but so you get introduced from there t- to the kind of scene, you know, you get the new bartender, bartender two, and mm-hmm. you get, you know, uh, the temptress is back at the bar. She is like always at the fucking bar. Yeah. And uh, you also get introduced to, you see this character walk in who's, uh, you see him like, Walk in and take his wedding ba- his wedding band off
1: <laughs> and like, put it in his pocket. <laughs> what a
0: schmuck. Yeah. yeah, like, I'm ready
1: to go now. <laughs> like, what the fuck. Adultery. Yeah. And it, what's his name? Norman, I think. And, yeah, he, uh, he, he introduces himself as John, but his name yeah. is Norman. Yeah. yeah,
0: John. And she, like, startles him by knowing his name. I loved, like, so, so he immediately just, like, gravitates towards the Temptress and is, like, mm-hmm. in his, you know, like can i buy you a drink and she goes through this great sequence where like they're they're about to order some champagne and she's like she asks the bartender like bartender do you have any cristal and the bartender like (laughs) norman's like shaking his head like no you don't man i I don't got money for that (laughs) and then and then she goes yeah you know like she goes through a lot of all the fancies you know like what about dom perion and like all this yeah and then it's the, a
1: funny, it's funny. It's, it's
0: a funny bit because particularly at the end of it, like Norman slides in this line, "Either way, you'll get an Andre," <laughs> like, which, is, which is just like you can buy that shit at the fucking
1: Seven Eleven like put it in your mimosa You know what I mean? Like, but the the funny thing is, he is the one that. It was his idea to get champagne, and then, yeah, she's, like, and then he rifles through all this expensive... <laughs> yeah, it is pretty fucking funny. I love
0: it. And uh, either way, so they, they end up buying a bottle, and they take it back to the temp- the temptress's house, who, you know, I, it was her idea. She was just like, let's just fucking, you know, make let's it go. there. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and they do. They go back to that creepy pad, man. <laughs>
1: Right, they're just instantly fucking.
0: Yeah, like this, <laughs> this scene, like there, there's some like, there's a few like gratuitous shots in this scene, in this movie, and like this sequence definitely had some like, like you could have cut, like you could have saved some time cutting this sequence down because there was like, I agree,
1: I agree, there was
0: so much gyrating and moaning happening for like <laughs> too long, but it was you unnecessary. Just, yeah. you get this, like toying, playful. You kind of see, it's it, it is interesting because you see like the different moods uh of the temptress you know like she like yeah isn't always like right for the kill it seems like yeah, like in this sequence she's like you know has a feather and for the second the time in the movie you're lick something like because she licks the belt in the first sequence with the uh with bartender one and that's this right thing, she licks the, the, peac- the peacock feather and she's like playing right. with him and then she switches it to a blade and norman's like whoa mm-hmm. and she's like just be chill man basically and like you know they she starts stroking him and starts cutting him and you know it it, it becomes this whole fucking thing and
1: yeah, gonna, we, kinda... you, you don't know his fate, though, because you, you're you led to believe, because uh, she, like, starts to cut him, and then he screams, and it, it cuts away. Yeah, So you're led to believe that maybe she killed him, but that's not the case. We learn his fate later. But, like, you were going to say, we jump away from that, and what ha- and it's we Betray- get introduced to another character, right? Yeah, well,
0: you have another quick, like, Joel dream sequence where it's like, oh you know, that's he, right like like he like it's just another like weird he's something's chasing him down like a city street, street like an alleyway or
1: something yeah
0: and then you get introduced to uh the character k who yes. he, you know k seems pretty fucking cool uh mm-hmm. it's like it's like a, a bit of an older brother figure to joel but like uh, <laughs> but like you know good friends
1: yeah um, we learn all that later obviously but yeah
0: yeah and so like joel you, you know you get introduced to him because they have a conversation where joel's calling him calling Kay, and being like i'm questioning what what you know my path in life i want to maybe come up and you know see new york and see you uh yeah and you know and k being like which i thought was super cool it was just like yeah come on up man <laughs> like, my doors
1: know. my door's open
0: yep. you know and uh, so they kind of set that up and then you know you, you kind of see how you know they have a few little bit of back and forth talking about their talking about his grandma you know and all that stuff
1: yeah joel like mentions you know it's kind of like branching off of that um conversation he had with his grandma where he wants to take a break mm-hmm. uh, to see things more clearly before he continues on his uh uh evangelistical path essentially
0: yeah exactly and uh, so then it kind of goes. You get you this kind of, you know, a, a fade out, and then back to the uh, uh, the the temptress's den, uh, mm-hmm. and you, this is where you kind of learn that, like, you know, the fate of Norman, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, kind
0: of. Yeah. Oh, I guess. At least yeah. for
1: at least for now.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you know, you see him getting dressed and stuff like that, kind of in the silhouette of the morning, and it's all like. You know, you think you're like, okay, wow, okay, so he's fine. That's- mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then he starts looking in the mirror that's covered, that's still covered up, uh, and he starts noticing all these fucking scars and yeah. cuts
1: and he deep. Looks- he's like deep oh. scratches in his back. It's brutal. Yeah, he looks <laughs> fucked up, dude. And he's like, "What, bitch? What'd you do to me?" Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she's like, basically, it's just like you know, like, like I basically I marked you up. So you're going to have to fucking suffer the consequences of your action.
1: Yeah, she did it on the shit on purpose. And she has this great line where she's like, uh, those marks are nothing compared to what you're going to get later. Honey, I've given you something there's no cure for. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, yeah, that's what what I'm
0: the fuck? And she's like, she's just loving it. Because she's like, she's just like, you know, like smoke. She's like, she's like to smoke and she's just like, kind of like jovial about telling him this kind of shit you know and, and she's it, like yeah you know and she basically just like lets him fucking leave man like yeah, she's
1: like maniacally laughing as he's leaving and then he goes downstairs and takes a look in the mirror again and now he's got like there's like a new like a uh, gnarly looking wound on his forehead and on his neck so like yeah. we don't we don't know like there's a sequence near the end where we actually f- find out his final fate but yeah he's looking pretty gruesome
0: yeah yeah exactly man like that's not i wouldn't have called that a fun night no
1: (laughs) it wasn't worth it even like as she's like basically admitting that she did this because she knows that he's married he's like this is my my first time you know like something something anyway yeah i mean that's you shouldn't cheat yeah. Or your wife,
0: <laughs> yeah. Lesson, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> All right. But anyway, so you get, you know, back to Joel, who's kind of prepping to leave for his trip, and you see him noticeably leave the holy book behind. Mm-hmm. He keeps it back in his drawer, and this sort of like, I don't know. I guess I this this is one of those moments where you you see some sort of like psychological connection that the temptress has with with things or something
1: because presumably like, yeah yeah
0: because like he like makes that move and then like her you know there's a shot of her like eyes wake like open wide like you know all like glowing red and stuff like that mm-hmm. in, the, in the light and anyway i thought that was like interesting i was just like okay so you know clearly there's some sort of like they're building some sort of link you know to them
1: mm-hmm. but, that's true
0: yeah but then it, doesn't it take you back to the bar shortly after that?
1: Yeah, she like, we see this scene where, um, which at, at the, at, right here, the scene kind of was kind of random, but uh, we get introduced to one of the characters again later, but there's like this weird scene where there's like a, a gay guy trying to hit on another guy. Yeah. And the guy uh, um, shuts him down, but also kind of admits, you know, he's like, you know, I basically telling the character, you know, I am gay, but I'm not interested in your advances tonight. And it's just kind of random. And then we also get another uh, Dougie where he's trying to hit on a girl and she leaves. And then, he, and then he has this funny line where he's talking about her ass and he's like, yeah, well, she has a welfare butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> random. <laughs>
0: Fucking Dougie, dude. Yeah, this whole like the whole sequence is kind of just like, yeah. It, again, it's it, it's you know, it, not I don't know. Some of these characters are not that important. Like it, it's weird that like interaction between the the two gay men or mm-hmm. whatever, just because it like it really only serves to set up one particular thing, which I'm sure we'll get to. But oh uh, well, yeah, of course. Anyway, so you kind of also have like Dougie in this sequence, sort of picking the bartender's brain, being like, "Yo, have you ever seen? Did you see that guy that like? I think he asked her about, or asked the bartender about the last bartender."
1: Yeah, he's like, yeah, he like mentions how he was, he's friends with them, and hasn't seen them since he had a date with the temptress. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and she's just over there, you know, all these, you know, just smiling and eating it up. She, uh, you know, she, I will say, like, very like maniacal like she the the actress that plays that character has these really interesting like like sides where she switches like emotions I agree completely Yeah. it's pretty cool Uh, but then anyway you you get the sequence of like Joel traveling to New York uh, Mm -hmm. with this like he's like I don't know like there's like a voiceover and style narration of like you know him describing like going up there or whatever yeah describing going up there
1: necessarily but uh well, describing hmm. how like he's getting away from his grandma and you know, yeah. needs to make this trip. But then but then but then we cut back to the bar, but it's like a new night and uh and this is where I'm talking about where there's like a quick scene of Dougie telling a girl he's a race car driver. Um <laughs> but then we see the Temptress talking to uh the the guy from that we just mentioned that in the previous scene was like getting hit on. Mm-hmm. And we see her have this like weird interaction with him where she gives Gives him her number and then even like, like grabs him by the neck and kind of whispers in his ear about how being with her is much better, yeah. um, almost like, almost like her, she knows that he's gay and that she's telling him that she can give him better, but we don't get any payoff to that yet. Cause she, as they're talking, she notices that Kay comes into the bar. So she goes and gets into a different seat and uh, long story short, Kay ends up seeing her, um, comes over and sits down with her and starts chatting and then we learn here that he's a he's an actor.
0: Yeah. It sounds like he's actually done some a few movies, so, you know, good <laughs> on Kay. But, right. But this is kind of one of those scenes that I was uh, referring to where the, the actress that plays the temptress, she like becomes this like really sweet kind of like forward personality
1: mm, yeah it, it, like, like a total different person ter- totally yeah. yeah
0: but she I, pulls it off really well because like in other parts of the movie she's like maniacal you know
1: <laughs> yeah she does a good job and we so get a, we, we get a weird fucking sequence here oh group. dude
0: this is one of my favorite
1: sequences
0: <laughs> of fucking movie man
1: we learn it's like we we learn pretty quickly that it's just k having this like uh fantasy but Yeah, we we mm-hmm it shows them chatting real for a second. Like he signs an autograph for her little brother. She says, then we see this saxophonist start to play this, this like sultry music. And uh, we see them dancing, but then what happens? It's so fucking bizarre. <laughs>
0: Dude. So like, I mean, just, I love, I love the silhouette of the saxophone thing, but then, but then it's so like, it kind of like zooms in on the saxophone. Right. Mm. And then when it zooms out, like like the like all of a sudden they're in the bed like the bedroom. She's like feet on top of him, like straddling <laughs> him, like feeding K grapes, and the, the saxophone player's <laughs> just playing in the background, just yeah, like, yeah, the banana. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like the, just the, the, the like I don't know. There's just something so unsexy about somebody pecking off, like, a chunk of banana
1: and, like, right. then feeding like the, it to you. The grapes, I understand, but the banana, yeah.
0: But it was so good. It was so fucking good. And they're macking on each other and shit. And, like, like I said, like, the entire, I just...
1: The saxophonist I, is, just like, in the background just, in this oh, blue light so the whole good. time. And then there's this
0: great <laughs> sequence where, like, this shows Kay's, like, feet still in socks and they're, like, wiggling, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like happy wiggles, you know? <laughs> it's, hilarious. it's just great. But then it just hard cuts right back to reality, where you know, the Temptress is like, Kay, and like even gives him like a smack on the cheek or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, wake
1: up, man, <laughs> gets him to snap out of it, yeah, yeah. But
0: uh, which was which was fucking wild, dude. I mean, <laughs> that was just
1: yeah, and then Ke- you know, Kay Ke- unknowingly uh, saves himself here because they're talking, and she you know, she mentions how you know we could keep this going, but Joel, but, uh, Kay tells her, you know, I'm sorry, I gotta go pick up, uh, my buddy. I gotta go pick up my buddy, Joel. And he's like, but we have, we have each other's numbers. So, you know, we'll keep this going some other time. And then he even like goes up and there's it's, it's like, it doesn't show it, but it it alludes to the fact that maybe she has some like supernatural powers because he gets up. Walks like two feet and sp- he sp- spins around to ask her, her name, and she's already gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, and he even like comments. He's like, Did she, she couldn't have walked by? <laughs> and like, you, you can
1: tell, you can tell in that sequence where he's telling her that he has to leave that she's upset, you know? Yeah. That was her prey for the night. And, uh, yeah. You know, she got turned down, which probably doesn't happen very often considering. And we learn later long, that she's a, essentially a succubus you know what i mean
0: yeah exactly uh and then yeah yeah so you get the the kind of meeting between joel and Kay, where like you know joel's like waiting outside Kay's apartment mm-hmm. uh building or whatever or inside the apartment building uh and like kind of like give them a little like you know not like a it's not a jump scare it's just like a friendly like spook you know um and like anyway they go back up to Kay's apartment which is pretty 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 decent apartment man
1: I love uh, I, I love some of the lies <laughs> how Kay like uh like playfully ribs with Joel about his like his what he's wearing for, oh, God, for, yeah. first he calls it like G.I. Joe, and then he's he's like, you look like Gomer Pyle and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, admittedly Joel's rocking a pretty bland look, but uh, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I love it. And and I mean, as the, one of the greatest and most random moments, I think in this movie, is this like sequence where. You know, during all this, like Case showing Joel around, and then they walk over to the mantle, where (laughs) what has caught Joel's attention, but uh, (laughs) uh, a fucking like a assault, not assault rifle, but like an atomic weapon, atomic, an automatic weapon.
1: That's a Uzi. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And and then the K just like goes on to describe. I was like, this thing's, oh, Bertha, this thing's been with me through three sequels. And, and somehow, somehow it's like a working loaded weapon. Like, right. It's like not like a like,
1: prop gun. It's like a
0: yeah dude and he keep going going so far as being like he like brags about i got not ni- i keep my knives around and i keep bullets in the gun and he like checks it's that's it's loaded
1: it's ridiculous
0: <laughs> yeah it was over the top and you just i was just like oh fucking hell and but yeah i mean you know he just it, more or less you can kind of tell that they're just like they're you know they're just such good friends because like you know there's this moment where at the end of like the, the whole sequence, it, you know, like they they Kay breaks and it's like, all right, I'm gonna like one hug, man, one hug, and they give each other a hug. Yeah, because
1: because like, Kay's talking about how they're gonna do manly shit, nothing mushy, and then yeah, he's like he's, like he's like one hug, one hug, one hug, and then I like how you mentioned earlier where we're talking about like the very first scene where you were like, uh, you know, we're not sure here if it's the next day or later in the movie you do this is the first like instance of what you're talking about where the screen like pops up and it says the the next day
0: (laughs) (laughs) dude it felt Like, like why now it felt like it happens multiple times later on in this movie but like it feels like they legit like didn't get i don't know maybe they didn't get time or budget to fill in some sort of gap scene or something and so okay. they just put that in there because yeah, i don't know it doesn't make any sense and, but at the same time you don't need to like put that in there like no most movies just go to the next day and you're just like right. oh it's the next day <laughs> yeah it's a good point it's <laughs> it, funny it was just fucking redonkulous it but yeah like it it's you know basically the next day is you you know you, you see them kind of hanging out in Kay's apartment and they're just sort of talking about what they did, you know, and that's what I mean, maybe like they're, you know, describing, I feel like they they could have put a scene where Joel's like walking around ta- town a little bit or something.
1: Yeah, that's you know, what
0: you're saying. Uh, but they, but they just describe here that he like walks around town and he sees some like, he, he, he basically references they saw, you know, some like really like poor condition,
1: unsavory characters, unsavory characters. Yeah and there's even a funny where like Joel's trying out some some lingo he's not used to or- Oh, yeah He's like, what do you think of New York? And Joel's like, it's stupid. It's wild. <laughs> They're like trying out lingo that he's it's, not accustomed to. It's you know? just
0: like, you. I mean, we're not giving enough credit to the presentation of this character. I don't know if this is just how James Bond third is or if this is part of the character that he made. But like like everything Joel says is so quiet and sort it of is. like just yeah, soft. I, I, like, I enjoy it. It's it, it's it's such an interesting dynamic to the character because he's yeah. so because of that you're so. He just comes off as so unassuming, you know, what I exactly,
1: mean? and exactly innocent, and, yeah, just yeah. like a nice, like likable person. So when sure. he
0: does, when he tries out some legal like that, it's just so fucking funny. It hits so hard. But but Kay also goes off of this random tangent when they're talking about the unsavory elements of the city, and he's like, "Those are the harsh conditions of Reaganomics and shit like that." Yeah, I
1: know. It's so random. It is like it's uh, like the only mention of that. Yeah, it's. I was like, weird.
0: I I get I get that that that's it's it's truth, but it's like it's such a weird thing to just throw in once in the movie
1: yeah he, <laughs> if you're gonna throw might, it in you know he might he might as well have just looked at the screen and said the government put crack in the hood
0: but but again this is you know just kind of like a nice scene where you're sort of you know, you just you kind of grow more depth to like the their relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which which is pivotal, uh, for this yeah. movie.
1: But, but then K- you, you what K also is he doesn't mention uh he he kinda mentions how he uh the night before how he met this, you know this woman that Oh uh, yes. And they, they do this scene this these scenes where like while he's talking about the woman, they intersperse with what she's doing now. Yeah. Because um, he's like, she's innocent. And then it shows that, I mean, we're kind of explaining it probably, but long story short, so now the temptress is with that, that guy from last night.
0: Yeah, like, um, when when they're, like, when he's talking, like, he says, like, things like, you know, like, she's innocent, and then will like, cut to her, like, riding, some, riding the dude, and then he'll, he'll be like, she's sexy, you know, and then, like, will cut back to her kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And it's like, yeah, but it, that the scene with the, with the temptress takes a fucking turn, if you ask oh, me. Oh, man,
1: yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> because, like you said, yeah. <laughs> she's with the guy that, she's with the, at this point, you're, you're presuming he's a, he's like a uh, you know a gay man or maybe he's gay he's curious and, and he's bicurious, like, she's like yeah. She's bi, yeah he's bi-curious and she's like you know tempting him back to to you know the female form and uh so they're getting it on but then like she basically at some at some point
1: flips him over well cause yeah cause at first like they're you know she's riding him but then she gets off and you can tell that uh you know she's uh, not happy with his uh, sexual performance.
0: Yeah. Long story short, and that, and that's what I mean. So like, basically, she flips him over and starts fucking it, him.
1: It's weird, man. And it's it
0: gets weird. It's like really uncomfortable because like clearly, it is because like at a, at a point, like dude, even like stop. Like he says take one.
1: He says take it
0: out. Yeah. Know, take, like, <laughs> take it out, and then uh, and so basically, she just fucking like she like rapes this dude. And then fucking, like, you see the silhouette of her, like, behind these curtains, just mm-hmm. mauling the fucking guy. Yeah. Cat. And, like, you there's also, blood splatter happening on the curtains and shit. That's a
1: cool shot, because right before she starts doing that, you see a shot of her hand, and oh, her hand looks like it's, great. like, furry and has claws. And then, like you said, it shows the silhouette scene of her just, like, thrashing this guy, yeah, and now blood's just flying all over all the, um, it's pretty, I mean it's pretty gruesome and a pretty it fucked is. up scene honestly but i was uh, i would say i was a little uncomfortable um with the scene of her like essentially fucking him it was really weird
0: yeah yeah like i mean honestly like like you know i mean it's one of those things like rape scenes are such a fucking weird Thing in movies because it's like they're sometimes not my it's favorite a, it's a power it's like a storytelling moment well yeah I understand that for some things but it's it's some I you don't know like I don't I don't care for him I don't
1: either you know, I never it, have and I never will
0: yeah it's like such a fucking I don't know I think I, thi- I think back in, I think it was a, a, a weirdly used thing sometimes you know, totally say, but in this sequence is also so.
1: sort of strange but I, it, I just think that there's a way in movies that they could go about telling that in a different way without having to show and even some movies they're like explicit drawn out long like yeah and it's just I don't know I've never yeah. liked it either because I don't obviously it's not like it's in their mind when they're thinking about this but I don't think they put into consideration that who their viewers might be and that there's a good chance of whoever's watching this movie might have gone through something like that and have some trauma connected to that so I don't know it's just yeah
0: I agree, uh, but so after this bizarre scene, you kind of move back into a sequence where which, which ends with her kind of, you know, silhouette sort of be looking like you know, and she kind of sounds like, you know, finally she's satisfied for the fucking night or whatever. Yeah. But but then you get you cut back to Joel and Kay and and they're prepping to go out. Yeah. go out for the night and yeah. this I loved this sequence it was, just, it was great it was fun and it's just the sequence of you know K being like Joel you have no fucking style go in the back pick out some clothes and you know he picks out a few different outfits and K you know is like nah
1: <laughs> it's like it's kind of like that it reminds me of like there's like a scene in the Mighty Ducks like that where they go and oh, yeah. get these women to try on all these outfits it's like one of those like <laughs> scenes
0: yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Mighty Ducks 2. Oh, that's my right. God. That's the second one. I love that. I love the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, he's,
1: he's trying yeah. out all these fresh outfits. You know, he's essentially giving him a makeover for the night so they can go out.
0: Yeah. And, and they finally land on one. Joel's looking pretty fly. And, yeah. uh, you know, then, then, of course, where do they end up? Oh, man, yeah, the <laughs> back okay. of the bar man. So
1: real quick, real quick, if I was a um if I was some form of paranormal creature that was feeding on men, I would not go to the same fucking place every night. You would start to draw suspicion. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like it seems it seems really like a bad move for this for this creature.
1: Oh yeah, we also get a we also get a quick shot of the temptress uh looking like she's using magic to put on her oh, pantyhose. That's yeah. That's right.
0: That is right. It's like one of the only like <laughs> like magic moment kind of thing. Magic, you know, to manip- item manipulation thing moments in the movie, but it's so random. Yeah. It's cool. She's she's got a lot wide range of powers. Uh
1: but yeah, oh, yeah, we, and then, we also get uh, the screen has another one where it says later that night. Exactly. <laughs> like, like like no shit, you think? <laughs> yeah, that's where the last scene left us. We
0: know. Like, it's so strange. And it, it dives is. right back in, of course, when you're when you go into the bar, you're gonna run into Dougie. And so <laughs> Dougie it's like oh, man. Dougie trying to hit on yet another random lady. Mm-hmm. And he's like He's basically trying to like pick her up by being like, yo, I saw you in a penthouse I have framed <laughs> on my wall.
1: <laughs> yeah. What a what a tactic to pick up a woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like what? He's <laughs> fucking this guy, dude, this fucking guy. <laughs> oh my god, I just can't believe Dougie dude. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking awesome. I love it. And then I mean I mean it's so great that like how he gets blown off here too because like because she like uh, she's basically like, uh no, I was in Vogue and (laughs) (laughs) And then some like rich looking dude comes in and like swoops right by, basically just like puts his arm in front of Dougie and just starts Um, leaning on the bar. Who are you? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. who are you? (laughs) And then just takes the lady off. And then yeah so you know it, it ends up with like every, the whole crew's at the bar everybody's there it's late it's later that night as we know for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and, and yeah. Kay and joel are both in the bar and at hosted up at the end in her normal spot seems to be the temptress mm-hmm. and yeah it's a uh, it's strange because here again it seems like there should have been some other scene right before this or something because here you just jump into a conversation where joel's like i've met someone
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know what i mean and and so you've had no context like joel at this point in time has not talked to the temptress as a viewer and so you're just like oh okay what and so yeah you basically slowly but surely though you see like the the temptress kind of get up from her seat and kind of come walking over to where they're to the two of the k and joel are standing
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and like right in K's face like <laughs> denies being yeah. the lady that he met the other yeah. night I was like what she, the fuck is happening man
1: yeah she like pretends like she's never met him before she's like yeah. and who are you you know it's interesting she's playing some fucking games I, dude I think, I think that like it never explains it because this continues later but I think that part of it might be because she's still bitter at him for turning her down you know what I mean but I don't think that's point. A, I don't think that's the thing cuz like you said there's some kind of connection between her and and uh Joel and there's like a line later where they think that you know she lured him here to New York you know because we learn later anyway I don't, we don't we'll get onto all that later but yeah so basically you know they they go off and have a drink um and then Dougie comes up and approaches Kay and just has this quick scene where he's like, you know, she's bad news. She scares the shit out of me and all this stuff.
0: Yeah, I love how he starts the conversation, though. He's like, hey, man, I don't mean to cock block or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Random. <laughs> and, and yeah, he basically tells her, like, tells him that, like, you know, she's, she's, you know, suspicious and shit, like you were just saying. And... uh yeah i mean it's just so it's it just through that scene threw me for a loop though also when the, when dougie and joel are talking i, I did want to know this is one of those another cool shot i liked where it was like they had this like kind of darkened silhouette behind, or you know darkened like scene behind them that was kind of illuminated a little bit mm-hmm. and the way it was just the lighting was just really cool uh yeah anyway so so shortly after that conversation though you see the two characters joel and kay going back to the apartment yeah and like there they kind of ha- like have this like tense converse like conversation about the lady
1: yeah but uh, and Kay at this point still hasn't uh said anything to Joel about how that was the girl that he met the night before you know what I mean yeah he, he hasn't said anything yet but yeah they do have like a they they, they do essentially get into like this 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 uh argument and, and Kay even brings up like well would you know if Say you got with a woman and things got hot and heavy, like, would you sleep with her? And and uh, Joel's like, you know, like, no, fornication is a sin, he says, <laughs> Yeah, one they one. Men- I want to think about me- that. Yeah, and then they mentioned something that we were led to believe that you know, Joel lived a sheltered life, but he mentions how he can take care of himself.
0: Yeah, maybe Joel's a secret martial artist. Oh. Uh- wow. <laughs> But then it kind of cuts from there to like a scene of the grandma, right? She's like looking at a, looking oh, yeah. at like a, a picture, a picture of baby Joel, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, like I don't know, saying stuff, praying like, you for know, him, yeah. yeah, like keep my baby safe. And this is what I mean, where it's like this lady, the temptress, has some powers because. Because from New York or whatever, presumably, she's like, you know, in New York, they show her like playing with a snake and laughing yeah. maniacally. and She's and bleeding then, from the eye. Yeah, <laughs> she's bleeding from the eyes. And then the picture of baby Joel starts bleeding from the eyes and then grandma's lap and she like has a smile. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> she's she's like, not what? sure if she like hallucinated it or not. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's a cool yeah. little... I liked it. But yeah, I mean, we start to see, we start to see, you know, that, uh, that, um, that the temptress has, you know, some power, some more, more powers than we were led to believe. You know what I mean?
0: For sure. And I mean, this, the next seems really interesting. Cause this is, this is like it, the next scene, like it is the, I think the first time the temptress is in Kay's apartment.
1: And then here's the thing. So, you know how they had the title cards for the next day, the next morning, why didn't yeah. they like you they should have discontinued it with the next morning where we already know like you said so those like you said i i think you're what you said about maybe they put those in there just to like shave a couple seconds off the runtime because are yeah, just random but yeah the next day we're back at Kay's apartment and there's a knock on the door joel answers and it's the temptress
0: yeah and uh, she comes in, and and while I guess maybe Joel's finishing getting ready or something,
1: or they're yeah, because they're going to you know, go on a date. Because
0: they're going on a date. Short. She uh, and Kay have a conversation about, you know, like the fact he that calls he calls her out. Yeah, yeah, he basically calls her out, and he sees that she does not have a reflection. Yeah. In, the, in the mirror in his living room.
1: Yeah, he's like going on this rant. He's like, bitch you must be smoking or something like that. He turns around and notices that, yeah, she doesn't have a reflection. He does like, he even does like a double take to make sure that he's, he's seeing what he's seeing.
0: Yeah, exactly. So he's like, now he's fucking spooked, you know, which
1: is, yeah. And she's like, and then there's this, he notices it. And then she walks up to him and she's like, is something wrong? Kay?" But just then Joel, (laughs) just then Joel walks up, um, and they leave for their date. And Kay like briefly tries to like, he doesn't flat out say anything to Joel about the, um, you know, again, he doesn't say that he knows her or doesn't say anything about the front. And he just tries to get his attention as he's walking out the door. But we can see that Joel's, you know, happy about the fact that, you know, this is the first time that he's had some, um, It's probably the first
0: date he's ever gone on.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the first time that an attractive woman has ever showed interest in him. So I think that regardless of what he said, that you know he wouldn't listen to it and would go on the date anyway.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I think there's no stopping Joel at this point. Right. Um. But you know, and then so they they go off on their date, and then it kind of cuts to a scene of uh, back at the bar where. Where Dougie supposedly is telling somebody some somebody that they have a quote nuclear booty, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no one's there. He's like he's yeah like practicing or something. Yeah, that's the fucking funny thing. He like shows
0: that there's the chair next to him is completely empty and like anyway. So him so Kay's like yo, what's going on here? Like this lady didn't have a reflection. Like mm-hmm. you know and like it's funny because at the moment you're just like who the fuck is dougie to like help you out man mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but you find out you find yeah you, you D- find out who dougie <laughs> is we learn he's some like form of police officer because he has this line where they're <laughs> they're looking through files and he's like uh we're a branch of the federal government that specializes in murder under strange circumstances and that in a lot of uh, unsolved cases, the supernatural could be responsible. Yeah, yeah. so,
0: <laughs> so <laughs> he just happens to be like a fucking X-Files agent. Yeah, or there's, you know? there's
1: there's no mention of him being a cop at all at this point. Then they just randomly drop into your lap that, yeah, he's like fucking yeah. a black fucking Scully. Yeah. Or black Mulder, sorry. <laughs> it's just so fucking great. It's just like...
0: You're it's like okay, okay. Like of all the things happening in this movie, that's not going to determine. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, right.
1: Right. <laughs> like, it's great.
0: And then you kind of then it kind of captures a uh, a bit a moment of the date that Joel and the temptress are on.
1: Well, real real quick before that, the um uh Dougie mentioned, to, to, tells Kay this story about a past case involving like uh. I forget exactly what they talk about, but it's about oh, some dang. guy that mentions uh, he had a date and slept with the devil. And, and he then, had
0: snakes crawling in his stomach, or something yeah, like that, right?
1: Yeah, and then they, you know, they, uh, the, um, his agency kind of dismissed it, but he's been on her case ever since. He got, a, he got a tip that led to the bar, and he's been watching her ever since, and he ever since, and noticed how every time she leaves with the man, that the man's never seen again.
0: Yeah. So, Dougie's already on to her. Dang. <clears throat> yeah, that's so, which is interesting because so it gives more more history to that, that character. Clearly, she's pot- potentially been operating for some time. Right. Uh, yeah, that's interesting, man. And so so then the date scene happens where it's like, I mean, it just seems awkward. It just, <laughs> to be honest, the uh, the date between Joel and the Temptress. hmm. Um, but uh, it's like you know they they I got some sort of like you know little cafe, and Joel is is kind of. He's describing that he wants to be a minister at one point, and then he's like or no, he's not even describing that. He's he's saying he's talking about his his profession. Mm-hmm. And she mentions that, like, you know, oh, if you, well, if you're a world-renowned minister, and he's like, I never told you I was I was trying to I was going to be a minister.
1: Yeah, and she like, uh, I, she just brushes it off and kind of just like, oh, I could just tell by, you know, how you carried yourself that you were or something like that.
0: Yeah, and so like, inter- interspersed with this sequence, you have yes. these cutscenes of. Uh, Dougie and Kay visiting, uh was it, Madame Sonia?
1: Madame Sonia. Madame yeah, I, Sonia, a yeah, yeah, fortune uh, teller.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just a really random hookup. Um, but you know, they go to her and um, to explore
1: what the temptress might be. I suppose. Yeah, she <laughs> she drops a lot on them. You know, she's. Basically telling them that, you know, she's, she doesn't use the word succubus, but she's basically is like, you know, she's a creature that seduces people and preys on the weak minded to destroy their soul. And then she also goes on this line about she can only achieve real victory by destruction of a truly innocent soul and that Joel is the very last of his ancestral line left alive to teach what is right. And that she's an ancient demon, and her name is Temptation. Whoa, whoa, what? It's, it's a uh, lot. Yeah,
0: it's a lot. It's basically everything you need to know about the character.
1: Totally, like an hour into the movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: well, and, and then, then, you know, sort of like earlier with, the, you know, the, the the sort of unsavory scene, we'll call it. Um, there, like this scene, kind of goes back and forth between the date and and the right uh the 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 fortune teller and you know like when when the fortune teller is kind of describing aspects of the story you know like you know cuts back to like you know know, the temptress being like i just want to do what's right joel and like stuff like that you know so it kind of is like a this this i thought was kind of a cool back and forth as opposed to the earlier one Mm -hmm. um but yeah so basically they find out well, they find out what they need to about, about right. the creature. But the, the, uh, Madam Sonia at one point kind of takes a strange turn.
1: Yeah. Cause the, there's a shot of them at their date. The Temptress mentions that you can see that she like, uh, starts feeling weird and she excuses herself for a moment, um, to go to the bathroom. And, and uh, we, we see some more of her powers here cause she, Essential. Essentially, she possesses the fortune teller, yeah. and um, the and and through the fortune teller threatens Dougie and Kay, um, prompting them to leave horrified. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, dude. At one point, I think the fortune teller yells, "You dare make war with the beast!" That's right. That's <laughs> right. Like I was like, "What a fucking epic like line. It was cool.
1: <laughs> and then the yeah, the, uh, and after that, you know, it's like you that probably took a lot out of the temptress to um to do that because she goes back to the table and mentions to joel that she's fine but she needs to go home and lie down
0: yeah and uh so they leave the the cafe and when they're leaving it kind of does this like close-up shot of the flowers that were on the table that are now dead looking
1: yeah they're wilted it was cool
0: yeah and from here uh kind of I believe it's a, a bit of another like dreamlike sequence for grandma yeah for grandma <laughs> everybody's got dream sequences i guess and, so. you know it's, a, it's this a one's interesting
1: stuff. though because we true yeah we learn the fate of some characters <clears throat> essentially
0: yeah like in this one it follows joel running uh down that alley that we kind of caught a glimpse of earlier and he runs into the bar but the bar is not looking like the bar we're familiar with it's right. like all like the lighting's all off it's littered with dead bodies it seems like yeah. uh and one of them happens to be motherfucking norman from earlier dude yeah
1: they're they're all her victims from earlier but yeah one's norman who is looks like one of his eyes is missing
0: yeah and you find out that he basically went home got, <laughs> and got shot through the fucking yeah! face by life man yeah
1: <laughs> it's great it's cool how they did that because yeah because you know, before then, you didn't have any idea what happened to him, and they could have just left out of that, but it was cool in this scene that you learn his fate.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you also see like bartender number one from earlier. Yeah. Who, like offers Joel a drink.
1: <laughs> a Bloody Mary.
0: Yeah. A Bloody Mary.
1: We also it's, see the yeah. black hooded figure that we've seen throughout the movie. It like, gets closer and closer to, to Joel in this dream, and all the dead people start screaming at him, come to the fold, Joe. And yeah. uh, as the figure gets closer and starts to kiss Joel, Grandma jolts awake, and yeah. uh, you know she's visibly terrified and starts praying again.
0: Yeah, Grandma go- doesn't want anything anything to happen to her little Joel.
1: Poor old Joel, right? And Poor Neither does Kay.
0: What nah, we learn in the next scene, him, man. Yeah, Kay's really fucking looking out for this kid. This kid who just is like getting himself mixed up in some fucking shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. Cause Kay comes home and you know, he basically tries to warn Joel about her. And this is where he finally is like, you know, that woman I was telling you about the sexy one. Well, that's her. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, where regardless of anything that Kay says, like Joel's probably going to dismiss it, uh, because this is the first time he's had luck with the girl. You know what I mean? And he probably sees Kay as being jealous or whatever. that's essentially what happens here. Yeah. And, and, And Joel and Kay kind of gets a little rude here, but he is doing it out of love for his friend and trying to get him to safety, where he's like, man, just pack your shit and leave and go home, man. You don't need to be mixed up here. And this is what I'm talking about, where he leaves and Joel is seen crying. And I don't know, it was effective because it got to me like I almost started crying.
0: Dude. It was a heavy scene. Well, yeah. And I mean, like, that's what I mean. Like, they do shockingly give you enough like emotional context in their relationship to like make that scene really work mm-hmm. like you know it, it was it was just like a surprising like well acted moment cuz
1: cuz from Joel's perspective you know he's in town to see his friend his friend he obviously doesn't know anything about the supernatural aspects but he's probably just seeing it as his friend is upset that he got this girl and is pushing him out and i would you you would be upset too
0: Oh, exactly. But,
1: but, um, anyway, uh...
0: So this leads to, like, Kay and, uh, Dougie, I believe, meeting up kind of with the, uh, the bartender, correct?
1: Real quick, before that, we see, uh, Kay goes to a payphone, and it it, it doesn't, you don't hear audio of him talking because there's, like, another, like, hip-hop soundtrack over it, but long story (laughs) short, Kay goes to a payphone and calls Joel's grandmother to tell her about the situation. And then, yes, then we... Then we're back to Kay and Dougie, who go and talk to the, previous, the current bartender that's working at the bar.
0: <laughs> yeah, bartender number two. He uh, and they basically like walk up to him and they they ask him some questions, uh, you know, about the lady. But then they also give him a fucking vial of holy water, freshly blessed. Freshly blessed. Yes to dump into her drink
1: <laughs> yeah they're like you're gonna go in there you're gonna put it in her drink and you're gonna get away from there as fast as you can
0: <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> and uh I, you know I was surprised about how reluctant the bartender was cause he basically goes fucking in there and just go, does it mm-hmm. <laughs> like, although I love this cut where like you know like it's there's tension in the air in this scene cuz like he's making the drink then he he's trying to sneakily put something else in there and you can see the temp the temptress like watching him Mm-mm. in the background and uh so you know as he approaches with this free drink on the house you know beverage she like immediately is like suspicious but there's i love this cut where dougie describes what can what might happen if she drinks oh it. man <laughs> and he's like you know he's like like all everything everything is on the table like you're gonna burp fart you know like you took a gargle and like all, all
1: sorts it's of, hilarious the way he's slobbering it and farting yeah. and, and
0: gagging gonna be burping and, shit. and
1: farting and slobbering all over the place yeah it's great <laughs> and she does dude like so like you like
0: she slams the drink or whatever, and then like there's just this cut of her falling on the floor, like fucking hacking up a lung, screaming, yeah, just like. flailing around, yeah. And that's when Dougie and K just—that's that, their moment. They bust, they gotta bust in, and you know they're trying to—they're trying to fucking kill her in this scene, man.
1: Yeah, they wanna—they wanna, because they, they kind of mentioned earlier that they wanna like cut her heart out and then bury it and bury her somewhere else. That's their plan.
0: Yeah. And, uh, but
1: uh, it doesn't,
0: yeah, doesn't go as planned. It seems like because mm, no. <laughs> the second Dougie like, pulls out that that fucking knife uh, and gets on top of her, like ready to like, you know, cut bunch out. Lunge into her, yeah. Like he gets stopped by some sort of supernatural force. Also, there a bunch of bottles randomly start exploding. Popping and exploding, shelf. yeah. <laughs> it's like very clearly they just put like some like fucking you know firecrackers or like something a fire, totally <laughs> totally yeah. but yeah but he gets he gets like stopped like by some supernatural force and he can't like plunge the knife in and then even the knife, when both
1: of them try
0: yeah and it even starts like almost turning on him you know mm-hmm. uh but i love there's this shot of the temptress going all like ham and flailing around she's just like wah,
1: wah, 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 like yeah, right it's kind of like a
0: camera
1: it's like low budget exorcisty for the. oh god that. yeah dude it's She, she pops up. She like, like undertaker style, like rises back up, (laughs) (laughs) rises back up and they run off. And she, and she has this great line where she uses her, uh, demonic voice again, which she's done a couple times. And she's like, you fools, you can run, but you cannot hide. You will now fight the beast, dude. And now, Not like one. the movie was kind of slow. Like there was some interesting scenes, like some cool shots, like we said. But the movie was slow, and now it like picks up the pace for the last little bit.
0: Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it definitely like it. They like gets its fucking legs like, and starts running near the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they go. They go outside and they find that their fucking car seems to have disappeared, uh, which was super random
1: yeah and then they also decide to split up which is like of course they do
0: also random yeah, yeah. it's like it, it it was like you just immediately make the
1: classic horror movie mistake mm-hmm. uh, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it quickly backfires on Dougie he's like we see him running like a car starts chasing him he runs and sees a, another car come up and he notices, notices that it's the bartender yeah. um so, you know, he goes and knocks on the door and gets in, but uh, it's he's greeted by um, the de- a demon bartender, essentially.
0: Yeah. You know, he's got the big
1: teeth. He's shaking teeth. the bottle of uh, holy water. But then I love this scene, this next sh- shot where uh, Dougie looks over and there's this really like it's where it's this other creepy demon that has like glowing red eyes. It's wearing a black veil. Kinda you can't totally see its face and uh essentially it lunges at um Dougie and it shows a close up as his face as he's screaming, so Yeah. Me- pretty much immediately after they have this great idea of splitting up, Dougie gets fucking taken out. So just
0: flat. He's yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And and you know it it sucks that Dougie met met the fate he did, you know but then um you see from there you see like i think k gets back to his apartment but there's also uh joel and the temptress together yeah and they have jo- they're having like a bit of a makeout sesh
1: yeah they yeah they because yeah k gets home like you said he's like he like pops in his apartment he's like oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah he no, practices some quick kung fu
1: <laughs> he's like looking around for joel but then as a viewer we learn that joel's not there like you said he's with the the temptress they're starting to kiss and 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 you know it's it moves from like a simple kiss to like a french kiss to like a really steamy french kiss you know where if it was anyone oh, else yeah. like the, the next step would like you'd be fucking. yeah but uh he he stops it you know what i mean he he fights the temptation and stops it Um well
0: he yeah but, and then she offers him a drink
1: well that yeah um, real quick before that happens we get a cut of another shot of Kay who's at his fridge drinking takes a drink of beer and he hears something calling his name
0: oh god! Uh, that's right that's right he but like, then yeah
1: but the, but then the temptress asks Joel if he wants a glass of wine
0: yeah and uh, that's where Joel kind of de- he, you know he declines the yeah he doesn't want to drink the temptress drinks some of it and then like Max on him again and then like Next Spits thing it you know, into his mouth. Yeah. yeah, he's like all feeling discombobulated. Yeah, she drugged him.
1: She fucking drugged him, dude. Yeah, she fuck that. Joel, why would you do that to Joel? I know he's a nice guy. He's a nice he's guy, a, he's but fucking. Nice- <laughs> we go back to Kay though, and uh his demise is probably the coolest in the movie. It
0: most certainly is. I think. Uh, oh, do you want? It's it's cool because like the TV pops on in his living room. Mm-hmm. Right and and it seems like he is on the TV.
1: Yeah, this kind of gave me like uh there was some definite um, Nightmare on Elm Street vibes. Totally, dude. The, the, the Johnny Depp scene from the first one, you know what I mean? One
0: hundred. Uh, it's it's just so cool because he like you know as he approaches like the TV, he notices that the, the version of him on the TV isn't like acting the same as him. Right. You know, it's even got to,
1: like a different voice, kind of.
0: Yeah, and it's like beckoning him towards the TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point in time, I think like the lights kind of start like flashing and stuff. And the closer Kay gets to the TV, the Reagan doll starts like giggling and shit.
1: Yeah, it's really weird.
0: But then what happens, man?
1: He uh, he makes the fatal mistake of touching the TV, and Never. it starts. <laughs> They start sucking him in and i wonder i wonder um you always i always think about and i've seen you know like i said there's like this tom savini documentary there's been other documentaries about how they achieved some of the effects they did but i wonder how they did this because he gets su- he gets like slowly sucked into the tv like hand first and then up to his waist and then gets all the way sucked into the tv i wonder how they did that shop and then in a really cool scene like you see his face on the TV and then all his blood and guts erupt from the screen in a quick geyser. Yeah, Uh, dude. And then it has where it's just the screen of the TV and you see this like, it reminded me of a scene from The Frighteners where like the Mm -hmm. face is popping out from the wall, but this face like protrudes from the TV and screams and is moving around. I wonder how they did all that. Like that's a, that was a really fucking cool. Even if it, like I said, it kind of gave you like rip off uh, Nightmare on Elm Street vibes, but it was still a, a fantastic scene.
0: oh Oh, one hundred, yeah, it was. It was still really fucking cool, really effective. Um, yeah, this, uh, it, it was probably my favorite, m- my favorite scene in the movie, just because of how clever I thought it was, you know. And I loved the belch like that, like you described, like like he gets eaten fully, and then like it sh- like the mouth on the TV burps up all that you know it, i think you know after like a quick pan through it like it looks like it's like some hamburger meat and fake blood <laughs>
1: right right it is but trauma <laughs>
0: but yeah but then but then you know so presumably k is now met his fate and yeah, uh of course and you kind of wake up to uh yet another dream sequence or yeah, you don't wake is- up to it you 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 see another dream sequence yeah. occurring joel's,
1: ha- joel's having a Dream where he's like in his childhood bed. Mm-hmm. Um the Temptress is naked next to him, and out of nowhere, and th- this is like the other quick Samuel L. Jackson scene, but his father, the minister, comes in, and he's like, sinner, fornicator, <laughs> and uh, but um Joel quickly, you know, he's like, My father's dead, you know, you're not my dad. And uh the in the in this dream, you know, the his demonic dad starts to choke him but then we see that what's really happening is that the temptress is on him and choking him because Grandma walks in and holy shit, she made it to fucking New York fast as fuck. (laughs) I couldn't believe that. I was like, Grandma's here? (laughs) Fucking dude,
0: she just fucking boots open the door. Like, she's basically like, I don't think she yells it, but she's all like, you know, get the fuck off of my Joel, basically, and like kicks open the door. But the Temptress just fucking immediately flings around, like, (laughs) and like uses whatever, like, weird crazy power she has to like violently throw the grandma (laughs) against the fucking wall dude like grandma takes some fucking hits
1: in this scene yeah she just gets like blasted against the wall it's great i was like oh god but out of out of okay i understand demons having powers but how the hell did grandma get from north fucking carolina to new york that fast
0: that's what i'm fucking wondering (laughs) grandma's a fucking demon okay (laughs)
1: <laughs> she must have powers, too. She must
0: have fucking powers.
1: But yeah, oh, Joel, my God, she, dude. Grandma gets you know thrown against the wall. The temptress Joel. is on. I, we forgot yeah. to mention, dude,
0: Joel, uh, before the temptress even gets off of him, snaps his fucking yeah. wrist. And it's it looks gar- gnarly, like, dude. Like It snaps. Like She might as well have just cut it off because it's basically just dangling there from what it Ugh, looked like.
1: That would be so yeah. painful.
0: Yeah, and then throws him against the fucking wall, too. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then the temptress kind of has a transformation about her she's mm-hmm. now sporting there's this quick shot of her where she's sporting fangs, her face is still normal but there's this cool green light that's glowing on her and then she snarls at them both and we see her demon form she's got this like these big black alien looking eyes, her head starts yeah. growing larger and you can tell that now she's in her like demon form, you know what I mean
0: yeah dude it was pretty it was a pretty cool like sequence if you ask me like yeah. not like not like a full-blown transformation they did like some good work around the eyes and like the and the fangs in the mouth and stuff mm-hmm. were really cool uh but you know then then it's like you know you see joel sees kind of like the you know the the, the bible and like a cross or whatever hanging uh, uh, or not hanging, but like kind of on uh, on the floor across the room, and yeah,
1: it's like reflected, like the sunlight's coming in from the window reflects on it.
0: Yeah, and so he kind of starts trying to make his way towards it. There's these mm-hmm. cuts of like you know the sermon uh, that 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 you know Samuel Jackson was giving him, you know the
1: powers in the word, Joel. <laughs> and, and Yeah, and she's also choking his grandma. Like, oh the yeah, life I of his grandma right
0: we, now. Yeah, the fucking bejesus out of his grandma because like she's he she's up, she's like. Pinned the grandma above, like off the ground uh, against the corner of the fucking wall, and she's like bleeding from the neck because she's Mm. getting choked so hard. Like, grandma is fucking tough, okay? Yeah,
1: because she even has she even manages to like spit out the words too, like the powers in the word. I'm like, damn, that's a strong ass bitch,
0: dude. Grandma, don't quit, man. Yeah, she's here for her, Joel, man. And and Joel, so Joel it's like this weird like you know like moment where you know he's kind of he's basically like making up his mind to to fully embrace his his lineage and his faith and uh totally and he like picks up the cross and you know starts like i think he even that's the whole thing right he says like the powers in the word or something like that and then he like <laughs> damn it bowie's got my fucking head. and then, he, and then uh He basically like uses the cross to just blast the power of fucking Christ into the into the wild. Fucking yeah, he's temptation. like, I,
1: he's like, I rebuke you, demon, to the yeah. pits of hell.
0: Yeah, dude. It was, I mean, it's pretty epic. The cross starts glowing. Like it's like, I don't know. There's like the I don't know what kind of filter they use, but like, it's the, this it is the only the, like.
1: It's like the only sh- like all bad shot of the movies. yeah is that it, weird yeah
0: it was strange it was like it, it wasn't like a negative but it was kind of like a negative you know yeah of, like, of, a, of, a, of the photo but you know it shows like her you know in pain and writhing around and then it eventually cuts like to her basically like exploding like her head exploding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And, it uh and then the so the aftermath of her like body on the ground this is what i'm this is like the only like cheesy. It reminded me of of Troll 2 oh. where there's this scene of like this character that gets uh, drinks this green stuff and yep. and uh, the goblins start eating her and honestly I'm surprised we haven't reviewed Troll 2 because that's like the perfect movie I have in mind when we started this fucking podcast. Well, that'll be a milestone episode. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've just been waiting for it. I love love that movie. But yeah,
1: it kind of reminded me of that, like the aftermath of Rebody. but it is what it is because the rest of the movie, there's some great effects. So it's okay. But uh, Joel and Grandma hug and embrace. And we think that's going to be the end of the movie, but we get one of these really cool, like, to mention Tales from the Crypt again, like 90s. Tales from the Crypt esque, like a twist type of shock endings. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So, you see, uh, you know, down, like coming up down down like a street. You know, this fucking fancy looking car. It looks like. A, is it a limo? Yeah, it's a limo. This, it's uh, a smaller
1: limo, but it's a limo. Yeah.
0: So it ain't a stretch, but you know,
1: <laughs> still it's uh, a limo. Yeah, yeah. But anyway,
0: so. Uh, out walks somebody looking—you don't know who yet—looking pretty slick. Walks by the, the cab. The driver rolls down the window, and it's the fucking demon, the demon uh, driver from earlier.
1: No, it's K. Oh, that's K. Mean... Oh, yeah.
0: I, oh my god! I I thought it was—I I just thought it was like the same bartender driver mm. thing from earlier. Oh, it's no, fucking it's K. K. And he, no. and he's, like,
1: he's like licking his demon teeth. Yeah. It's oh great. yeah,
0: dude. The demon teeth in this movie were fucking awesome, by the way. Uh And, yeah, so you find out that, you know, the person that gets out of the car, it turns out it's who?
1: It's Dougie because it does this great shot where we see this woman at the bar and she goes to light someone's cigarette with a match. And the person uses the same line from the beginning of the movie that the temptress made about how you should use a lighter, it'll last longer. And then we see it's Dougie, where you're led to believe that now he's an incubus essentially. And now he's the fucking demon. It's pretty cool.
0: It's pretty cool, man. It's pretty fucking cool. Uh, Yeah,
1: this movie,
0: it had its moments, man. It was kind of like, it was just, At first I was really I like when because of how slow it starts, I think, you know, kind of you were it was sort of like, oh man, where's this movie gonna go? But once it really starts kind of getting its into itself and like, you know, the tail end of it where it really starts picking up on some action, some of the coolest like sequences you see. Like I I kind of enjoyed this movie in a totally in a way. I was like, it's really, really bad. Yeah. But it's also Pretty fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, it's not
1: I, I, I enjoyed it. It was better than I thought it was gonna be.
0: Yeah. Uh honestly, I'd probably give give this movie something like ooh, I'd give it four four Duggies out of seven Duggies.
1: Okay. Yeah, you would? I'd give it um I'd give it two two and three fourths uh kung fu surgeons out of
0: five oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh that alone is worth it you just I mean just to know what a kung fu surgeon is totally <laughs> nah this this is such a this is a fun movie it's another one that's on shutter so if you're listening and you have shutter which you should uh, if you have the availability you should uh, definitely hop on there and check it out man like totally that's sure. uh Yeah, I, 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 you know, even though we got Drew Barrymore with the with the Samuel L. Jackson, I think
1: I think think it was still fun. It was good overall, man. Yeah, if you got you know if you got nothing better to do some night, go watch it. You're not you won't be disappointed. It's got its moments.
0: I agree, but uh, yeah, we got you know this is episode thirty six. We got thirty seven coming up, and we've been as always we're scheming and planning. Uh, then, you know, the next special episode, and this is the even the, probably the one after that. I think we have f- fairly figured out. But, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. you know, you keep listening. We'll keep we'll keep recording because why? I mean, we're always watching horror movies anyway. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> All right. You hot dogs. Make sure you turn yourselves into corn dogs, but following along. And totally. uh, we'll see yeah, you man. next time. We'll see you next time.